Welcome to On Air, the CFM podcast. For over 50 years, CFM Distributors has been your leading HVACR wholesale distributor in the Midwest. In this HVACR podcast, you'll hear from employee owners of CFM Distributors who will provide you with stories, experiences, resources, and ideas to better your business. You can find more information and episodes on our website at cfmdistributors.com or email us at info at cfmkc.com. All right, here we go. Podcast Friday. Hope everyone is having an awesome day. Had a great week. I uh, want to thank you for tuning in today. My name is Brad Telker. I'm the Vice President of Commercial and Applied Product Sales at CFM Distributors. Uh, if you have any questions about today's episode, uh, feel free to shoot me a text or call me at 913-980-3454, or you can email me at b.telker at cfm. KC.com. And we're going to go ahead and uh, get started. And, and, and by the way, this is all sales and marketing stuff, um, mostly sales. And then we're going to finish on some marketing information, tips and tricks. So the first thing we're going to talk about is what number one is what are the top three things that buyers want from their salespeople? So I'm working on a, a newsletter right now on a basically a, a little study. I, I reached out to um, some of the business leaders and influential people in our uh, community in the Midwest. But I reached out to a lot of other business leaders and just asked, what are the things that the best salespeople do to earn your business? And what are some things that the worst salespeople do to upset you or to get you frustrated and to get to the point where obviously you're, you're just not even to call them back or do any business with them? So if you want to get a copy of this. We're going to go through a few of the things now, but if you want to get a copy of this newsletter, just go to the sales and marketing newsletter.com, the sales and marketing newsletter.com, and we'll have a spot for you to put in your, your uh, email address. We share this content, uh, sales and marketing tips and, and other things about once a week on Sunday. And if you enjoy this podcast, you're going to love that newsletter. So anyway, sign up there and then you can get the full report. Uh, when it comes out, it'll probably come out either this Sunday or potentially the following Sunday. There's still some work um, left to do on that. So anyway, kind of long story. That's the first thing we're going to we're going to cover. Second thing is we're going to talk about webinars. Uh, we're going to talk about why webinars are probably not going away. So because of that, we're going to talk about how to put on a killer webinar. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with a current marketing strategy that. Uh, the Applied Systems Group at CFM is currently implementing. Um, we've been doing it for about four to six weeks now. I think we started it maybe in early April, and it's been doing really well. And we want to share um, what we're doing and what the results have been. And so we'll finish up. Uh, we'll finish up there. So, okay, first things first is what are the top three things buyers want right now? And again, this is this is feedback that I've got from a number of VPs and presidents at um, companies in the Midwest and what they um, what they look for in a salesperson and what, what the salesperson does to essentially earn their business. And this first trait is one that every single person that responded gave me this as either their number one or number two reason uh, that they do business with somebody. And that is responsiveness. So essentially, how fast do you respond? How fast do you text back or email back? How fast do you do you actually get the the activity, the quote, place the order, whatever it is? And everyone had their own specific 
reasons or our own specific stories behind specific examples or specific salespeople that do certain things. But the bottom line is in today's world, people want to work with people who are responsive and even more so right now, while everyone is still working from home, and I know that this this is hopefully going to be over soon, but if in the future we go back into lockdown or any time that there's going to be a large majority of people at home, it's even more important that you need to be super responsive. So what are some ways that you can be even more responsive than you maybe already are? The, the biggest tip that I have is that when you get an email or you get a text or you get a phone call, Call, text, email that person back as fast as you can, even if you don't have an answer. And say, hey, I got your voicemail, got you, I missed your call, or, or even if, if the customer reaches out to you via text or email, shoot them back. Say, I got it, I'm on it, I'll let you know what I find out. And then if it seems like it's taking a long time to get a response, let them know. Hey, still working on this, haven't forgotten about you. If you can be the one to initiate every contact, the customer is going to feel like you're in control and you're going to get it done and they're going to want to work with you. The number two trait that popped up, and this one popped up a lot, is follow-up. Now, there's lots of different types of follow-up. There's follow-up when you send someone a quote and you follow up, or you get a lead, an inbound lead from a website or from a referral, and you follow up with them. Say so a lot of salespeople are decent at those although in a lot of cases they can be a little bit overbearing and we've got some advice on that. But the big thing that a lot of these professionals said that they love, which makes sense, is that they want salespeople to follow up after the job. They want, they want salespeople to follow up and make sure that the job or the deal or whatever it is went well, is working well, and that there aren't any issues. If there were issues, they want them to follow up to make sure that they were resolved or to follow up and find out, okay, we had XYZ issue. What should we do next time to make sure that that doesn't happen? Or maybe next time this product or service isn't the best fit. So follow up. I, I always talk about how no news is not good news. You hear a lot of people say, you're talking to a, coworker and hey did you ever hear back on this job oh no i haven't heard back so you know no news is good news well unfortunately no news is really not good news in very rare circumstances is it but a lot of in a lot of cases what can happen is there can be a minor problem sometimes even a major problem and if you don't follow up that problem can manifest itself into something much bigger and then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, the customer is going to be upset at you, even though it's spiraled out of control. So make sure to follow up, especially on key projects, large deals, and, and your, main, your most important customers, the ones that you really want to build that relationship and grow business with, make sure you're following up. And as well, following up kind of in the gray space. So you already have a customer. You're not trying to grow them, or you, maybe you are trying to grow them, but you're not trying to land them as a new customer and you're not trying to follow up on a project, following up between deals or following up in that gray space. Don't follow up too much. Don't be calling every week or two. The bi-monthly or quarterly check-ins are, are the best frequency or cadence that they prefer, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a coffee, whether it's a lunch. Emails are good about once a month, as long as they're value add, not just, hey, calling to check-in or emailing to check-in. Okay. 
So responsiveness, follow-up. And the number three most important trait is that the top salespeople are teachers. The top salespeople are teaching their customers. And there's a couple types of ways that you can teach. One, first of all, you have to be knowledgeable on your product, knowledgeable in your industry. And both of those are topics that you can teach on. So you can teach on your specific product or your specific service, how it works. But the second level, the second tier, the top tier salespeople are also teaching what we would call brand agnostic type content. So content that's not just about your specific product or service, but about the problems that your customer is having and teaching them how to fix those problems, even if it's not your service or your product, but just in general, teaching about the industry or problems that the customer is having. And sort of a cherry on the top is helping customers avoid pitfalls. So not trying to push a certain product in a place where it should not belong. And, and the more that a top sales rep understands and, and understands how to educate and teach and understands problems, understands the impact of those problems, and then, and then does not try to push a product that may not um, fit into a spot where it should not be. So those are the top three things that, that currently in our market from the research that I have is uh, the top three traits, responsiveness, follow-up, and be a teacher. So I think if you can nail those three, if you, if you feel like you're short, if you feel like you're lacking in one of these three things, Go to work on them, be more responsive, work on follow-up, come up with a follow-up plan and work on finding ways to teach. And, and personally, I think the best ways to teach that hold, that hold yourself accountable to teaching is if you're not already doing this, start a newsletter and start putting together content that is not about your specific company or brand or product or service, but is that is addresses your customers' problems and start to, to get to work and make it, even if it's a monthly or quarterly newsletter, although I think it should be weekly, even if you start out with a monthly newsletter, I think that is so crucial to start an email list and start teaching because your customers are really going to like it. Okay, moving on. I think that was enough of the first one. So webinars. I mean, we've all sat through some really bad webinars, I'm sure, over the past six weeks. I mean, some that you just, you can't even get through the first couple minutes. You know, the problem with, one of the problems with webinars right now specifically, too, is there's a lot more distractions at home. And just, you know, in general, webinars, even, you know, even if you take out, even if you take out the working from home, working remotely, webinars are just tough because, because you're you have really limited amount of um, options on what I would say is entertaining or communicating to the customer. The experience is just totally different. So with webinars, you have to come at it sort of at a different angle. So first, before we hop into how to put on a killer webinar, I first want to talk about why I think webinars are not going away anytime soon. They may be. And frankly, I would be okay with it because I prefer to be 
teaching and coaching and educating and doing training sessions in person. That the person-to-person interaction I absolutely love, and I know a lot of sales professionals do as well. But I want to share some stats from, there's a company called The Hustle. They've got a daily newsletter. It's a tech and business newsletter that goes out every day. They have over a million subscribers. And they did, they reached out to their subscribers and asked them for their thoughts on how comfortable they are going back to work. And why this is important is because due to this, I think it was a pretty large sample size, your customers, your prospects, your market in general will probably have a similar feeling of getting back to work. And let me explain by sharing the stats. So first of all, 63% of people said that they are not comfortable returning back to the workplace as soon as the lockdown ends, meaning middle of May for um, for the Midwest. And I know some cities, some larger cities like Chicago or New York may be extended beyond this. But in our region, you're looking at mid-May and actually some areas have already have already ended the lockdown. But anyway, 63% of people are not comfortable returning back to the workplace. That means the people that you're calling on around 63%. Now it might be skewed based on our industry or based on the demographic, but in either way, the majority of people are not comfortable returning back to the workplace, which means when you go to make a sales call, you may be missing a lot of the key influencers that you're meeting. The second piece of data that's interesting is about 55, 57% of people will not be comfortable dining out for at least a few months. That means the, the remainder of that, which is almost half, just a little bit less than half, are not going to be comfortable going to lunch or breakfast or happy hour uh, in the next few months, which is another way that a lot of salespeople, salespeople get in front of customers is through a meal. So this what this data tells me, again, might be a little bit different with our industry, but either way, there's a percentage of people that are not gonna be comfortable being back in a typical office environment, which means you may still need to be putting on webinars. So let's go through some of our tips to have a killer webinar. Now we put on a webinar about, it's probably been about three weeks ago. We had really, really good feedback. And I used most of this strategy through the webinar with one mistake. And I'll talk about the, the mistake we made. Um, I'll bring it up when we get there. But I think these tips will help you. They're, they're, and they're not complicated. They're not hard. Anyone can do them. And I think if you follow these five tips, you will be able to put on a great webinar and you will get uh, the next time and the next time and the next time you put on a webinar, you're going to continue to have better attendance and you're going to have just an overall better experience for your customer and you're going to sell more products. So here we go. Number one, log on 10 minutes ahead of the start time and play intro music. So I was uh, attending a webinar. It's been a month maybe ago, six, seven weeks ago. It was early on in the lockdown and they played music, intro music and I loved it. And it got you excited. It got you kind of, it got it got you pumped up. You know, that, that's exactly why, I don't know if they still do it, but Apple, before their worldwide developer conference, where they have, you know, 1,500, 2,000, 3,000 people, I don't even know in the audience, and then it's, it's streamed worldwide. 
They play intro music leading up to it. It's why pro sports plays music right before, you know, you, you go to a hockey game, they're jamming music before the puck drops. Basketball, they're, well, basketball plays music the whole time. So I've got another theory on that. But music gets people excited. So before your podcast starts, play some, play some intro music and make it upbeat music is my biggest tip there. Okay, number two, make sure to have your camera on. Now, most of the webinars I've been on, most people do that. So this is one that I think most people are already doing. But if you're not, just a couple of side notes on this. 93% of, com of communication is nonverbal. You probably, you probably know that. You've heard it 100 times, I'm sure. 55% of communication is body language. So have your camera on. And then beyond that, smile. You know, use your hands. Change the inflection of your voice. You know, all these things to kind of get people more engaged into your content. And it's really, really important. It's just like if you were in a, doing an in-person training or sales call. You know, if you just stood there motionless and only moved your mouth and used words, it would not be a very effective training, sales presentation, whatever you want to call it. So that's important. Number two, video camera on. Number three, I think it's really important that during the training, during the webinar, that you take pauses and and let people know when something is very important that is about to come up. So for example, if you're not doing a great job of keeping people's attention, which I'm gonna be honest, is nearly impossible with the webinar. It's just so hard to keep people's attention and people will pop in and out. But in a webinar, in your training, I will bet you have normally two, three or four major takeaways. Just make sure that as a major takeaway comes up, and we did this through spin selling, and I think we did a pretty good job of it, is as an important note comes up, let people know that. Raise your voice or take a pause and then raise your voice and let people know, okay, if you are going to say, if you're going to leave this webinar with, this, with, with only one takeaway, this is the takeaway. Get out your notepads and I want you to write this down. And then X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, whatever you want to say. I think when people are listening to a webinar, watching a webinar, they've got multiple screens, they drift away. When you say that, it can kind of pull them back in. So when you have your major takeaways, just make sure to prepare them, give them a heads up, say, hey, this is important. This is a takeaway. Pay attention. Okay, number four. And this is where we made some mistakes. So number four, the tip is to get people involved in the chat box and continue to get them involved about every three to five minutes or every three to five slides. Now, we actually did a good job of this right out of the gate. In our spin selling training, right away we asked people in the chat box, I wanna know how many years you've been in sales. Now, first of all, it's a very simple question. It takes you two seconds to enter a number, but it gets people engaged right away. So number one, not only just use the chat box, but make sure you use it right away. It's it's this it's the same reason why some of the best presenters ask a question right out of the gate and even ask for audience participation right out of the gate. They ask you to everyone stand up or everyone raise your hand if this or everyone raise your hand if you know somebody that blah blah blah. blah. Audience participation early on lets the audience know who's in charge 
and it gets them engaged and gets them to pay attention to your content. So that's important. The other part is to, is to, to continue to use the chat box about every three to five minutes. And this is where we failed. Now we use the chat box two or three times to start out. And then we just, we went too long without using it. And you can kind of feel it as you move through the presentation or through the training that just something doesn't feel right. In a lot of cases, it's because you're not getting audience participation. It's so critical to do that. So make sure to get people involved through the chat box early and often. And I think you will keep people more engaged. And last but not least, you really, this is number five, you really have to have fun if you can. You have to get excited about the content. You have to be excited about delivering the content. You have to be an entertainer. Webinars, just in general, the internet goes in and out. The video goes in and out. We, we did have some technical, technical difficulties in our spin selling in the afternoon session, which was a shame. But bottom line is you have to have fun. You have to be, you have to want to entertain. And I think if you if you do that and, and you do all these five things, I really believe you're gonna have a killer webinar. And I think you will have customers that are excited and want to join you for another session. Okay. We are about to wrap up. But before we do, we want to cover our number, the number three topic in today's podcast. And that is a new marketing strategy that the Applied Systems Group is working on. So the Applied Systems Group at CFM is a team of engineers that work on typically more applied type products. So chillers, air handlers, DOAS units, VRF, uh, more applied industrial products, also work on rooftops and splits as well. But that, just to kind of give you an idea, that's the product that we're working on most of the time. So what did we decide to do? Obviously, in this pandemic, we're we're stuck, you know, working from home and um, and not and we don't have a chance to to see customers face to face, with the exception of doing a virtual meeting. So what can we do to continue to provide good value to our customers? And what we decided was we wanted to give a shot at doing a daily tip. So what we decided to do is every day we post a daily design or application tip under 60 seconds on Instagram. And then we decided to start sharing those on LinkedIn as well. Now, there's a few things to talk about. I'm gonna talk about all the successful stuff in just a minute, but first I wanna talk about some mistakes that you wanna avoid if you wanna try this technique. Number one, these are the mistakes that I see a lot of companies make when they try to share content, whether it's written, video or audio form. Typically in the written and video form, I specifically see this, this mistake. Number one, it's all about them. It's all about you. You want to avoid this. You do not want to post stuff that is about your company, that is about that is about your mission, that's about the year you were founded. Customers don't care about that. People are way too busy. They are flying. People are almost breaking their thumbs or flying so fast through social media these days. You have to do things that customers care about. What do customers care about? They care about their problems. They care about surviving. They care about thriving. If you are not providing content that helps them survive and thrive, then they're not going to stop and watch it. And what year you were founded or your core values or your agenda does not help them achieve that. So number one, don't make it about you. Make it about your customer. Number two and number three kind of go together. So I'm just going to read them off at the same time. Number two is 
you don't add any value. Number three, you don't entertain. Now, if you look, if you go on social media and you find what are the what what are the most popular, what are the most viral pieces of content, they always have one of two things. They either add value, meaning that they they either educate you or they entertain you. I want you to go to, to whatever you use, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, TikTok, whatever it is, whatever is your favorite social media. And I want you to find the most viral piece. It's, it's going to be one of the very few, few think, first things that you see. And it's got 50,000 likes or whatever it is. And I can guarantee you it's either going to be something of entertainment value or something of educational value. So think about that when you're building your content. Okay, so on to what we've been doing. And by the way, our content doesn't have 50,000 views and likes. We have had some good success out of it, and I really wanted to share that with you today. So what we've been doing, as I mentioned, is the 60-second design or application tip every day. So we've done video content. And what we've done is we put a banner on the on the picture, the, the key picture that shows up in the feed that tells you what problem we're solving or how to do X, Y, Z, which is typically also solving a problem. So right away, it shows what the customer, what the viewer is going to get out of the video. And number two, it does what it says it does. It goes through how to solve a problem. So what's interesting about the how-to, just kind of a side note, is if you go on YouTube and you look it up, YouTube how-to, the searching of how-to videos on YouTube is growing 70% year on year. So one sort of a side note, one of the things that I recommend if you're not sure what type of content to provide or share, is always go to the how-to. How can your customers solve this problem? Always works great. Okay, number three is we're consistent. So one of the things that we found is, and this is true of any, any social media strategy, is you have to be consistent. It's why we deliver this podcast every single Friday. If we missed a couple of Fridays, you would think, A, oh, they just missed another podcast. And then all of a sudden, you know, you unsubscribe because you're like, well, they're not even doing podcasts anymore. And it just, when, when you can be consistent at whatever cadence you set up, just, it also shows your customer that, hey, we we are a consistent company. We continue to do this. And it, it helps. I think when people see that, people think if they're consistent with that, even if it's subliminally, they think they're going to be consistent with taking care of me and with their deliverables. Okay. And then finally, leads. So this, what's been great about this effort for us is it has actually turned into a number of leads. So we've had a number of customers reach out to us after we've filmed these videos and shared them on social media and have reached out and have said, hey, I've got a question on this video or hey, I need a quote on this product or hey, I need XYZ, whatever it is, and started the conversation. So not only has the have the videos been popular and have been viewed by many customers, They've also seen the videos and decided to reach out to us and start conversations about whatever it is that they're they're working on that day. So it works. And if if you have any questions on getting started with that, um, you can reach out to me. You can text me or email me, and I would be happy to help you um, with with any video questions or editing questions. Which, by the way, we do very little. All you need is an iPhone, a little bit of natural light, looks great. 
all you need. So anyway, hey, I went a lot longer than I was hoping to. And um, the two or three of you left on, on the show here, thank you so much for staying tuned in. I really hope this brought a lot of value to you. Now, before you go, I do want to share one other free resource. Um, and that is a newsletter, an HVAC newsletter that we send out about twice a month. And we share brand agnostic design and application tips, again, twice a month via newsletter. If that sounds interesting to you, go to cfmkc.com forward slash newsletter, and then check the box that says commercial subscription. So again, brand agnostic tips, talk about stories, application, um, design tips, whatever it is. Um, it's, it's been very popular, get really good feedback on it quite often. Um, and if that interests you, um, we'd love to have you part of the team, part of the community. And if at any time you don't like it, you can always unsubscribe. So anyway, uh, that's all I have for you today. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening today. You can tune in each Friday right here for new episodes. If you'd like more information, visit CFM's website at cfmdistributors.com or email us at info at cfmkc.com.